I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities, eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by... Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. If we see number of people criticize us, that's the same number that people support us. So that's need to be in our heart. Hello! Salam everyone! Welcome to another episode of She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, joining you from Manila, where it's getting warmer. And here's my lovely co-host. Thank you so much, Amina. This is Ayesa Abu Bakar, and I'm here based at University Malaysia Sabah in Kota Kinabalu, Sabah, Malaysia. By the way, Ayesa, are you okay? Your, your eye operation went well? Yes, thank you for asking. Yeah, uh, I had this uh, eye surgery uh, two weeks ago, but I think it will take another two weeks uh, more for me to get better. So for now, I'm just working from home. As we are recording, it's, it, it's the day after Valentine's Day. So I hope you had a great Valentine's Day, Ayesa. And I hope our listeners... We don't celebrate it. Oh, no. we don't in Malaysia. We they don't, don't at, at all. all. I mean, for Muslims, you know, in general yeah. speaking, we don't celebrate it, right? So, of course, Valentine's is one of those commercialized events <laughs> everywhere. But despite of that, yeah... Uh, personally, like in my family, yeah, we, we don't spend money for Valentine's. Well, of course, in in our area, in Muslim Mindanao, it, it's not really that popular. But for young people and uh, those who went to college, it's always mm-hmm. uh, an excuse to send cards and chocolate oh, yeah. and uh, okay. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad because every Valentine's Day I get flowers. But what's really sad is, uh, uh, while uh, the Western world is uh, celebrating this Day of Hearts, our brothers and sisters in Turkey and Syria all have uh, heartache. I mean, it's been what more than a week now since since the yes, earthquake. The earthquake, and, you know. Yeah. And so it's like, what, 30,000 dead already? Now they're yeah, trying least, to run after the, the construction companies who 
mm-hmm. built those terrible buildings. It's it's really uh, a double blow, you can say that, especially for Syria. Not only do they have this earthquake uh, devastation, but, you know, it's been many years now since they are still experiencing this armed conflict, you know, between the non-state armed groups in Syria and the government itself. So thankfully, they had, you know, uh, a temporary ceasefire and that the government, uh, the sitting government in Syria has allowed humanitarian aid. You know, uh, those uh, aid workers and international organizations coming into Syria, they are now there on the ground. So it's really, you know, um, a horrible situation for our uh, brothers and sisters there in Turkey and in Syria. So I think, you know, it really is a good reminder to all of us, especially when we talk about the WPS agenda, you know, that in fact, you know, uh, besides the, the war and conflict, you know, the all these um, devastation from calamities, from emergencies, earthquakes, climate change, flooding, you know, everywhere is also very much part of the human security issue that we are experiencing. The issue of human security is really multidimensional. It is not just armed conflict, but all of these other threats on, uh, on, on human security. That's why really, I guess, I'm glad that uh, ASEAN um, has approved and launched the regional plan of action on women, peace, and security. But the question is, uh, yes, okay, we have this nice plan, this nice document, how is it going to be implemented? I think all of us in the region in ASEAN, yeah, we are, you know, optimistic that at least, you know, the the it has been started. We now have a regional plan of action. So yeah, people like us, you know, and our guests today will, you know, will have to push further <laughs> and make sure and that we really help governments, you know, uh, fulfill this WPS agenda. Ayesa. I have to remind that she's in the perfect position to do that because her country, Indonesia, is the chair of ASEAN this year. So please do introduce our our guest, Ayesa, who's not a stranger to She Talks Peace, by the way. Ruby is a, uh, is a well-known human rights activist in uh, in Indonesia and she happens to be the director she founded actually co-founded this Asian Muslim Action Network and she's a director in Indonesia uh, and then she's also uh, her organization is also one of the co-founding organization of this new network called Southeast Asian Women Peace Builders Network and Ruby as you mentioned is very familiar with the uh, WPS agenda because she was part in the drafting of the Indonesian National Action Plan um, for uh, 1325. So she will definitely tell us a lot of stories, you know, what happened you know, behind the scenes in, in doing this, uh, this work. So for Ruby, uh, I think um, she has also been uh, very busy last year and she will tell us because she's one of the prime movers of this Kupi Indonesia, you know, this very interesting 
peace building platform that she has built together with our sisters in Indonesia to bring in, you know, the religious leaders in Indonesia to be part of this peace building work. So let us all now welcome Ruby Khalifa, our guest for today's She Talks Peace. Hi, Ruby. Assalamualaikum. Hi, welcome Lila. back, welcome back, oh, Ruby. You're looking extremely well. <laughs> yes, and thank you for this uh, invitation. I am so glad and timely. I would like to tell you a lot of stories uh, during busy time as the uh, Indonesia as chairman uh, in uh, in ASEAN, and there is a lot of thing to do. Not only government busy. <laughs> <laughs> I think civil society also busy to try I think to you're be- even more busy than than many government agents Ruby. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a matchmaker, you know. My work is like <laughs> a matchmaker. Is is Indonesia going to be a champion to really push for women peace and security? I hope so. Okay. Um we're going to meet our government Tomorrow and the day after wow. tomorrow. So I'm actually currently very timing because uh, we're receiving a group of our sisters from Myanmar. Oh, uh, okay. Advocate uh, about Myanmar crisis. And then uh, I, I set up all the visit to Indonesian government, of course, MOVA, and also Ministry of Empowerment and the uh, ASEAN entities uh, that are uh, uh, here. Uh, also some civil society. I think this is very uh, crucial um, for uh, women human rights defenders or women peace builders uh, advocate to really approach Indonesia government to to give them uh, an idea on how uh, uh, they, uh, the process that Indonesia is going to carry on have to be inclusive. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Let's talk a little bit about what you expect to, to happen uh, since you've got these uh, women activists from Myanmar um, mm. meeting with you and, and with... Um, some of your government leaders. What mm-hmm. can Indonesia do to help resolve the situation in in Myanmar now that Indonesia is chair? Even if it is slow, I think our government is step by step 
really releasing or approving the five, uh, implementing the five uh, consensus for Myanmar. I, at least we, we can see right now the government uh, is preparing for special envoy uh, for Myanmar. And uh, we don't know yet who actually going to be appointed, uh, but at least we know that there's something that uh, going on inside uh, the government body. Of course, my expectation is this year, uh, I know this very short, the chairmanship uh, in ASEAN, only one year. What you can do for one year uh, while uh, the crisis is so severe uh, in Myanmar. But at least if Indonesia can, one, started engaging multi-actors and open the process inclusively for any actors, including civil society and the women group, the youth group, uh, into the uh, conversation, layers of conversation, and also, if Indonesia can finalize the roadmap uh, for uh, uh, responding to uh, Myanmar crisis, that actually Indonesia will be able to monitor. I don't expect that the crisis ending right away this year, uh, but at least with two agenda, we can, civil society can monitor uh, better uh, in the future. You know, Ruby, it is good that you mentioned uh, your ideas, you know, of bringing in more actors, you know, to help out Myanmar. Because we've experienced that for the past two years that, uh, you know, when Brunei, was it uh, the first envoy that was sent to Myanmar was somebody from Brunei, right? So this, uh, uh, this male official and then UN also sent, you know, another uh, a female official this time. Um, mm. So there, there is this, you know, habit of sending one person to be an envoy. Uh, so your idea, precisely of, you know, precisely of, you know, why not instead of one person as an envoy, send a group, a team of envoys, yeah. where you have women representation, youth representation, even private sector, bring in, you know, all these different sectors, and then form a team. To visit Myanmar, I think that is something that is we good can idea. or you can suggest to the Indonesian government. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> I definitely will propose this during meeting with MOVA. <laughs> we we hope Indonesia can develop a roadmap for ASEAN and responding Myanmar crisis. Of course, I'm really expecting that civil society uh, uh, need to be you know engaged. Uh, and also a lot of multi-stakeholders uh, inside Myanmar in particular because the, the stakeholders are very diverse. So we are going to have a roadmap that's going to be pushed by Indonesian civil society. Oh. Yeah, we... we more more we power to more power to you on, on that, <laughs> Ruby. And, and <laughs> that, this network that you, that you, yeah. co- you organized, Ruby, the Southeast yeah. Asian... Women Peace Builders Network, but and of which Ayesa and I are members. How yes, how yes, yes. can this network help put together and push for mm. this roadmap on how how ASEAN can deal with the Myanmar situation? They said uh, that international uh, community doesn't really uh, uh, has a significant response for Myanmar. I I have limited, but I feel that what they, because the situation inside the Myanmar is so strict, if you uh, re, 
if you uh, read from the newspaper, for example, even humanitarian aid and agencies uh, is not open, is is really under control of uh, uh, junta. Another that interesting from Myanmar is there is no single leadership. So therefore difficult for junta actually to catch uh, one single leader because the leader is spreading. The leader uh, share a power and then and and therefore they always win when they have a battleground but crop right. junta because they got a lot of support from russia and china yeah. and some yeah. country yeah. so they they did like uh they attack with air uh, air strike and really? that is yes yes we don't really think crazy. Much about that right yes this yes, is kind from, of military attacks with assistance from the outside. Wow. From time to time, we, we do read, you know, uh, especially uh, newspapers based in Thailand, you know, they do monitor the, the the armed confrontations there. So that is why when there are airstrikes, you know, that is when a lot of the people from Myanmar suddenly have to flee, you know, across the borders in uh, Thailand. To some extent, there are really also pros and cons with uh, what you call this, you know, with the response of the international community to restrict uh, the junta, you know. So yeah. in a way, the junta, you know, if you look at it in terms of the legitimacy and the power dynamics, you know, they have no choice but, of course, you know, to um, you know, to flex their muscles and their connections with Russia and, and China, so they are in that kind of corner in that situation. So it will be is right that if there are other possibilities, you know, that you can expand all these discussions and, you know, and even talks with the junta in, in other, you know, creating new uh, tables of dialogue, you know, with the exactly. junta. And particularly as the uh, uh, showing solidarity is so much yeah. matter uh, yeah. this time. Right. You may see that uh, many women advocate. Of, of course, they are human beings. They may have mm-hmm. in the situation that they're so tired, is so helpless, and all of that. But when we're showing our solidarity, so it gives like a new energy for them to continue their struggle. So I am, I'm, I'm going to host the uh, solidarity night uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I, inv- I invite. Oh, civil society uh, based in Jakarta and international and also national, including some selected uh, media uh, that we trust. I think uh, we, as uh, part of the global uh, community, I think we really need to find a way what is the, the I mean, how to to amplify the voices in, in Myanmar and, and even more discussion and research uh, relating how we could see the condition conducive for dialogue in the future because this Absolutely. is very important in particularly when we see the power of the women there are so right. many women you can see here tremendously i uh-huh. i cannot believe that they are survived and they have so yes. many uh, strategies and approach i'm really hoping uh, with this. the network that you can amplify the voices of, of these women. People forget because now everybody's so concerned first with Ukraine and now yes. Turkey and Syria. So the voices of the women in Myanmar, in Southern Thailand are 
sort of being um, uh, covered, uh, you know, it's, it's covered up. That's why when I looked at my LinkedIn posts and I see Yuyun with her photo every week, a new photo of her banging her pot. Amina and Ruby, uh, it's also good to remind ourselves that, you know, we also have sisters you know, who are you know, part of the government in Myanmar, you know, whether they like it or not. So it's also good, you know, to reach out, you know, because just like all uh, women, you know, whether they are uh, in the government position or in the military, you know, they we are all after all, um, you know, uh, the same women with the same experiences. So I'm sure you know, uh, they are also waiting, you know, for other people, especially from civil society, to reach out to them. Why don't we go back to discussing, you know, the the big work that you've done last year with Kupi? Oh, yeah. We are oh, so I interested miss, in what I miss happened. That. Because, I really miss that, yeah, Ruby. I, that. But this <laughs> I year's actually, conference, I swear I will attend. I actually saw some um, post, social media posts, you know, from friends from Singapore when they attended. So, and then I realized, oh, how I wish I also went there and attended that copy <laughs> because it's like, a, it's really a lot of fun. And I think you really uh, made a good message, you know, together with the ulama in Indonesia, how they are also very supportive. Uh, in peace building and in, you know, making uh, women in Indonesia and everywhere to be partners in, in peace building. So tell us, Ruby, about Kupi. Yeah, I think this is one of the uh, success that we would like to have a showcase during Indonesia chairmanship in ASEAN. The second Congress that we uh, hosted on November last year, uh, okay, attended by 1,600 <laughs> Women ulama coming from uh, different places. Uh, we were able to uh, invite uh, 32 countries uh, joining with this uh, conference. Uh, of course, we selected uh, some countries that are uh, uh, mostly relevant, and particularly uh, they, uh, they have uh, difficulty in dealing or even uh, collaborate with uh religious leaders or ulama or other you know uh in the islamic institution so the congress uh the second congress is uh, more specific uh, uh in more special uh because of several things one i think the more foreigners joining because we had international uh, conference not only we showing uh, a progress of Indonesia, uh, the democratic space that given um, uh, ulama, actually the women ulama uh, also uh, uh, could promote or produce and promote the women-friendly uh, interpretation. Uh, this is also the time that Kupi share the whole uh, a picture of uh, methodology that uh, they are ready to assist uh, international, uh, uh, I mean, community they are in, who are interested to uh, use or uh, mm -hmm. copy or modify uh, the movement in uh, uh, Kupi. Other special anyway, on that Ruby, is... Ruby, um, could you yes. just step back and tell yes. our listeners, what is Kupi? Kupi stands for Indonesia Women Ulama Congress. Uh, in short, we call it a uh, kupi. 
The first Congress was 2017. I think the history of why we need Kupi was from the long uh, uh, program and uh, long engagement with uh, Pesantren, Islamic boarding school, Islamic institution, and, and also uh, long uh, engagement uh, uh, with a lot of religious leaders Finally, we were able to sit together and to consolidate everybody who are actually different actors. So including a feminist group, women group, uh, that they need uh, the women-friendly interpretation. So when we come together, so there, there is... Ruby, what do, you mean, what do you mean by women-friendly interpretation? Women-friendly is this the interpretation of Quran? Yes. Could we promote women... Uh, uh, experience and knowledge as the baseline of uh, religious interpretation. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. This is very strong. Why? Because in many cases, you may not see that religious leaders using women experience and knowledge. Uh, uh, they are just like uh, reading the text uh, from the text, the other text, without really listening the uh, victim or survivor of sexual gender-based uh, violence. But could be approach to pick up and using the women's voices and linking to the existing uh, uh, Islamic text and also, but at the same time, also using framework of human rights and that actually the formula that they are uh, uh, cooking to release a fatwa. So it's very comprehensive analysis, not only relay on Islamic text, but also other uh, instrument. So the women friendly, we just shot in call like that, meaning that the interpretation that promote women rights, uh, that actually very much protect the women uh, victim and survivor of sexual gender-based uh, violence. So second Congress is done everything. I mean, they have a book, they have a, a strategy how to do it. So they call up all communities and they share, including to international. So Kupi can work closely right now with international communities. For you, for example, in the in Malaysia or in the Philippines, we are very ready to have a collaboration and read and, and learning about the methodology and how Kupi as movement uh, working hand-in-hand uh, hand, uh, uh, different actors. Uh, not easy, but like actors like us, 
we facilitate a lot uh could be uh, you know uh, activities but other friends who are not considered as religious leader but they are working in the education and all so people just happy to support a uh, kupi because this uh, uh, this actually giving a really breakthrough for yeah. indonesia and also international right mm-hmm. there is a group of women ulama and they are uh, confident and they are ready uh, with strong methodology and right. they release fatwa and the fatwa yeah. can be explained easily yeah. And, and can be and can be supported by the Indonesian um, Islamic Council. Yes. By the way, Ruby, yes. um, on, <laughs> on a on a uh, more urgent um, situation, last mm-hmm. December, uh, the Indonesian Parliament uh, criminalized same-sex marriage, right? And there was a lot of uh, criticism. <laughs> there were some, there were protests about that. I mean, okay, so so in our faith, it is a sin, right? Mm-hmm. But is it a crime that you can be jailed for? Did you discuss this uh, during yeah. the, the conference? What is the position that uh, that has been taken by the the women ulama and the those who participated in the Kupi conference during the congress? People focus on several issues on. For example, uh, protecting uh, women' uh, life from the danger of uh, cutting uh, female genitalia, uh, forced marriage, uh, and the other is uh, abortion, uh, pregnancy. They don't they don't use uh, the term abortion. They, the fatwa say that protection for yeah. women from the danger of pregnancy right. Uh, right. due to rape, uh, so something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, and from violent extremism and and also uh, environmental uh, destruction. So so the the issue that Amina raised uh, 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 did not discuss uh, in the in the Congress. But I think after the Congress uh, we had discussion. But uh, Kupi did not release uh, uh, official uh, statement over that. What they do is actually they continuing lobby to the parliament and also to other stakeholders, uh, and particularly providing uh, more inclusive views in how to read uh, uh, the Islamic text, or they're providing more moderation, uh, more moderate uh, views in responding the that kind of cases. So. So it's a lot of debate uh, going on, uh, and we are not happy, of course, about that. On the one side, we feel like Indonesia having a huge of democratic space, and ulama right. can, right? But on the other right. hand, that we're still dealing with this kind of things. My God, we never finish our. <laughs> never going to end. It's never going to end, Ruby. That's why Kupi has but, got to expand yeah, and come to Malaysia and the Philippines. Yeah. We're continuing uh, a dialogue uh, with the parliament and other uh, stakeholders. Is it not easy since in, since after reformasi, you know that the uh, conservatism uh, within parliament is also very high, and particularly because this group is very clever to use democratic uh, instrument to win uh, the election and they are they got a seat in the parliament i was just wondering 
what it what is possible for uh, you know getting these progressive ulama and women Islamic scholars together from Indonesia and Malaysia and talk about these issues seriously. Then it can be part of the regional plan of action for women, peace, and security. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. possible. It's going yeah. to love more. Except that, yeah, in the regional plan of action, that is not <laughs> that is not an area that has been taken up, right? Yeah, but anyhow, just yeah, like what Ruby, right? It should be huh? because it is the the curtailing of the democratic space. Yes, for women to operate yes. in. Yes, Ruby, I'd like to ask you on a personal note. I mean, for sure, there are many, you mentioned already that it's very, you mm. know, the environment in Indonesia is still, you know, uh, there are still, you know, a big part of the society that's very conservative. And for sure, there are a lot of criticisms, you know, mm -hmm. against uh, women, you know, Muslim women who are involved in Kupi, uh, like, mm -hmm. and for you yourself. So how do you deal with that? If we see number of people criticize us, that the same number that people support us. So that's need to be in our heart. Uh, so that actually bring us to more uh, engaging the people that actually supporting us. They are somehow not really consolidated. Uh, so they somehow they are still uh, working isolated. Uh, and this is our homework, how to approach them bring them together, like what we did under Kupi, it's like 275 organizations uh, are giving commitment to support a Kupi that's coming from different backgrounds, uh, not only Islamic uh, institution, yeah, but uh, uh, a lot of uh, economic, uh, culture, uh, education, and, and of course, uh, peace and development are there. So I think consolidating the progressive voices uh, matter for, for me to see how big we are. And also another strategy is we actually, uh, in particularly supporting young people, we, we grow uh, a lot of network among young people uh, because we want young people to have more spaces. Not only that, also uh, providing safe space uh, for intergenerational uh, dialogue. So then our movement will be continuing if we don't engage young people or if we let young people working alone. I don't think yeah. so. The, the, the knowledge transfer uh, will, I mean, will, uh, will, will be there. Before we end, Ruby, um, perhaps you, you have a, a message to our listeners. Maybe there's some members of your government who are listening. What is your your message to, to our listeners with regards to women and how valuable women are in securing peace and stability for, for everyone. Uh, it's very big, uh, but I, I think my message is very simple, and particularly for Indonesia as a chair of ASEAN. Please uh, engage all multi-stakeholders, in particularly... Uh, Indonesian government should engage the women group, the women peace builders, the women human rights defenders, because they are really uh, the first responder in our society. Believe me, if you actually engage all this women's group, they will show you the correct path because they really understand, uh, uh, you know, the detail inside the community, in particularly if 
uh, we talk about the women uh, agenda. In particular, not only women, all the marginalized group, because women always have the strong feeling with uh, uh, marginalized groups, and therefore they are always been trusted by so many groups. So when government engages women, believe me, they will. Uh, uh, open uh, a lot of doors to engage the marginalized groups. Thank you yes. so much, Ruby, for, for <laughs> joining so us much. and uh, <laughs> explaining about the work that you've been doing with Kupi. Kupi is really fascinating. And uh, you and I, we've talked for, what, six years now about coming to Mindanao. Maybe this year it's going to happen. So thanks so much for for joining us from uh, Indonesia, Ruby, and we hope to see you face to face very soon. How about you, Ayesa? Want to go to to Bali or Jakarta <laughs> and visit Ruby? Bali. Where are you now, Ruby? Which place in Indonesia? <laughs> oh, Jakarta. Okay, so we go to Jakarta. <laughs> we go to Jakarta. So, dear listeners, this has been a wonderful conversation with Ruby Polifa the leader of AMAN, um, the Asian Muslim Action Network. She's also the fearless leader of the Southeast Asian Women Peace Builders Network. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, Ruby. And this is Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, thanking all of you for listening and hope you tune in again next week. Ayesa, over to you. Thank you so much to our sister Ruby Khalifa from Indonesia and Amina in Manila. So this is Ayesa here in Kota Kinabalu, Sabah. Until next time, we see you again in She Talks Peace. Bye, everybody. Bye. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.